0: what's going on good people and welcome to live by the three of raptors podcast with your boy curly give me a follow on instagram at live by the period number three and on twitter slash x at live by the zero three i do apologize for getting this reaction pod late but you know what better late than never or better late than not at all in this case just could not get it out to you all after the game there were some technological difficulties and i said you know what We'll start fresh, and hopefully you'll get to it around lunchtime or earlier on before the day, but mainly before Friday's game. So on December 13th, the Atlanta Hawks were visiting our Toronto Raptors. The Raptors on a four-game losing streak, seven and six at home. Uh, The relatively healthier team tonight, I'd only believe that DeAndre Hunter is out for the Atlanta Hawks, but... This was a game where the Hawks weren't very good defensively. The Raptors are supposed to be good defensively, but unfortunately, doesn't play like it all the time. However, this game had the writings on the wall that it was going to be a track meet. Now, it's not something that has always worked out in the Raptors' favor, considering that there are better teams offensively than the Raptors, and they have more shooting than the Raptors, and that's pretty much the proponent of having a successful NBA team now is that if you have three-point shooting, it increases your chances of staying in games and sending you over the top to win these games. The Raptors have not had a very good shooting season thus far. However, the Raptors could always lean in to their power game, their mid-range game. They have great pieces in Pascal, Scottie, OG, You can even add Dennis into the mix of finding the abilities to scoring in the paint. But it's definitely not going to be easy with the likes of Clint Capella and Okwangu. And I'll tell you what's interesting about last night's game. Alvin Williams, a great commentator in his own right, but some of the things that he says, it's very questionable he was referring to Clint Capella as an aging big man. And I know that Capella has dealt with a lot of injuries, but he's only 29 years old and he still continues to be a force. And as the game went on, Alvin quickly changed his tone. But having a shot blocker in the middle like that and having Okwungu to deal with as well, you were definitely curious as to how the Raptors were going to find success in this game. And in the early part of this game, it didn't even matter. Scotty was impactful right off the tip, scoring the first two points. One of them, a put-back dunk off of a Pascal missed layup, and then he pushed the ball up the floor for a Pascal layup, and the Raptors quickly jumped out to a 6 nothing lead. And every opportunity that the Raptors scored, the Hawks did their part to try and push it up the floor as well. But I'll tell you what was interesting. Both teams were playing zone. The Raptors were more in a 2-3 zone or 2-3 men. Uh, type of setup, and the Hawks were set up in a 3-2 zone, and they really packed the paint. They went with two centers for most of the night. Their starting lineup was a small ball lineup with Wesley Matthews, DeJounte Murray, Trey Young, Capella, and Sadiq Bey, but Okwungu played a lot of minutes alongside Capella, and in order to slow the Raptors down, they packed the paint and they forced the Raptors uh, to take difficult shots in the paint, and it created deflections for the Atlanta Hawks and run-out opportunities, and the Raptors continue to struggle with getting back on defense, especially in transition. It was wishy-washy for most of the night, and that's probably a poor way to describe it, but that's exactly what it is. Uh, Sometimes they do it, sometimes they don't. And I'll credit the Atlanta Hawks, and more particularly Trey Young, After he missed his first four shots, he ended up going on a mini run himself and hitting deep threes. The Raptors forced them on the perimeter, did a decent job in the screen and roll, but whenever they went under, Trey was pulling, and sometimes he was pulling three to five feet away, and he was hitting. And as quickly as the Raptors got out to a quick start, is as quickly as the Hawks responded, a couple shots started to go down, a couple runout opportunities started to go down, and eventually the Raptors were down by eight. But keeping us in it from the second quarter onward was Pascal Siakam, who absolutely started to cook from the perimeter, something that we've been waiting to see for quite some time, hitting timely threes, taking good-looking threes at that. Some of them contested, some of them when he's being left open. But I thought this game that... Pascal really found the balance in looking for his and creating for others, and he was in rhythm, and the Rafters fed off of that. When the double teams were sent Pascal's way, it led to open opportunities for Scotty, OG, even Yak as well. The Raps did a great job in creating high-low action between Yakub and OG, Yakub and Pascal, or even Scotty to Pascal, take your pick. Even, uh, I think Boucher was a beneficiary of, of Scotty's high-low action as well. And the Raptors found their moments. They, they found their opportunities even when the Hawks went on a run. And a huge component for the Raptors sticking around this game would have to be credited to Darko's roster management tonight. More particularly in the second half, where he was matching Dennis Schroeder's minutes with Trey Young's minutes. And he wasn't afraid to take Dennis off the floor early. And I think that's something that the Raptors should look into more consistently. He was the first guy coming off the floor, or at least when Trey Young was on the off the floor, he was coming off, and then Gary would go in. Gary had a rough start to this game, but hitting three threes in the second half, three important threes, where when the Raptors needed it most was huge. Got great defensive minutes from Precious to You can tell that his job was just to impact the game on that side of the floor. Malachi Flynn didn't have a great game offensively, but did a decent job setting up his teammates tonight, especially out in transition in the half court. It's not many times that you would see malachi running the floor there was a little bit of chemistry created between malachi and yak especially when dennis was off the floor and he was able to get in the screen and roll find scotty find yak find pascal find gary it was a great game managing role for malachi and i've always said to find your value and he wasn't finding his value on the off, on the offensive end, but he did it in other areas. And that's exactly how you impact winning. But that third quarter was absolutely huge. Pascal start continued to hit threes. Scotty started to take them. Schroeder hit a, a few in this game as well. Seven threes in the third quarter. And the Raptors needed every single one of them. They got out to an eight-point lead eventually. But... It was the fourth quarter. The third and fourth quarter were the highlights of this game. But in the fourth quarter, as Atlanta was trying to make their run, cutting into the deficit, bringing it in within four. Jakob Pertl with two massive blocks in a drop-down scenario. Yes, you heard it first. He was not on the perimeter in the screen and roll. He was in a drop-down setting. And it led to two massive blocks on Trey Young that led to a run out, posterizing dunk where Clint Capella tried to take a charge on OG and he absolutely obliterated him. And it led to another run out opportunity where Pascal found Scotty for a very acrobatic and one finish reverse lay. And in my opinion, that's where the Raptors really sealed the deal. For the most part, the fans were very quiet, but that definitely got. Scotiabank arena rocking the energy was up the raptors were playing with purpose they looked motivated to close out this game and that's exactly what they did they weathered the runs of the atlanta hawks the three-point shooting of the atlanta hawks but the raptors matched their effort as well from the perimeter which doesn't happen very often not a whole lot of defense being played but the Raptors sealed the deal with a 135-128 victory over the Atlanta Hawks, where the Atlanta Hawks shot I didn't even realize this, they got a hundred shots off. Dang, scoring 48 of them, giving them 48%, 18 for 41 from 3 at 44%, and 14 for 19 from the free throw line at just under 74%. The Raptors shot a blistering 57% from the perimeter. With 50 for 87 shooting from the field, 18 for 34 from three at 53%, and 17 for 24 from the free throw line at 71%. Now, as we quickly go into the other stats tonight, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it. One thing I forgot to mention in my mini recap would have to be the assist numbers tonight 39 assists for the Raptors. The ball movement was spectacular tonight, not too many times where the ball was really sticking. And even if it was sticking, there was always somebody looking to create an advantage. And I thought Scotty Barnes did a tremendous job as an initiator when it mattered most. Uh, The ball did not stick in Dennis Schroeder's hand. I thought he used his ability to get into the paint uh, to create drive and kick opportunities or to create dump offs in the paint was a huge, huge game changer tonight. Jacoperto in a high-low action for most of the night. He had a nice lob towards Pascal from the free-throw line as Pascal was streaking up the floor. That was great to see. And Pascal finding a healthy balance between his offense and not forgetting the big picture, the role, more particularly his role on this team and trying to create advantages for his teammates. And he was definitely rewarded tonight. I truly believe this is one of the few times where the Raptors had everybody... In the positive, in plus minus, a plus 15 for Pascal, plus 17 for OG, a plus 7 for Scotty, plus 12 for Yak, and plus 15 for Dennis Schroeder. There hasn't been many times where this starting lineup has won their minutes tonight. However, they definitely did that tonight, but you are just waiting to find that consistency. Other advantages where the Raptors were positive fast break points 26 to 12, second chance points 14 to 11. They won the rebounding battle at 47, and of course, they definitely won the assist battle at 39 to 32. But to me, it was the three point shooting tonight. Had the Raptors not matched their threes, I definitely feel like this game could have gone a different way. But matching 18 threes with Atlanta was huge. And I think what was impressive about those threes is that they didn't settle for a lot of them. It was created off of actions. It was created off of dribble handoffs. It was always in motion to create those advantages. And it was refreshing to see. I think this was a game that the Raptors definitely needed. Uh, you definitely saw the adjustments. You definitely saw the tweak and in, in the lineups. And you saw the trust tonight. Uh, Gary, for example, did not get it going in the first half. And it limited his minutes then. But Darko trusted him. And he rewarded him for his decision hitting three big threes when we needed it. All the shots came from three. He went four for eight tonight. And that's exactly what you want to see. You want the adjustment. You don't want to be afraid to make a tough decision. And you want to be able to trust your guys as well. We already know what the relationship is like between Schroeder and Darko. But to see him have his trust instilled in Gary in that moment when he needed it, in a moment where, and at a time where Gary's kind of struggling right now, it was great to see. You definitely hope to see more of it. But I will say, leaving seven free throws is something that the Raptors are definitely going to have to correct. It's been a problem. Hopefully they rectify it. But as we get into the individual stats tonight, Pascal Siakam, absolutely spectacular well-balanced game you can tell that he was trying to make his mark early and his fingerprints are all over this game he got it cooking from outside like as i previously mentioned five for six from three obviously you don't expect him to do that every single night but if he can hit a couple threes or even if he can match the consistency of a scotty barnes who is absolutely spectacular from three and i'm talking about scotty this season he anytime somebody's leaving him open He is taking that three, and that's the kind of confidence that you want for Pascal, especially somebody that has been as consistent as he he has been with the mid-range shot. Just stretch it out, baby, and step out there and take it with the confidence as you would in the paint. 33 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists on a very efficient 12 for 19 shooting from the field, 5 for 6 from 3, and 4 for 7 from the free throw line. Not particularly happy about him missing those free throws. He should not be missing them but it's something that the Raptors have struggled with this season. OG Ananobi, solid game from him, a great offensive game from him as well. We already know what he does defensively. I thought he did a tremendous job attacking closeouts tonight and reacting to those closeouts. I thought that he was controlled. He knew exactly what he needed to do. I've always said that when OG has his mind made up, he is a force, and he took a lot of high-percentage shots all within the offense. Not a lot of them were forced. There was even a possession where he took Bogdanovich off the dribble, went right to left, and he pulled up for a mid-range pull-up. It bounced around off the rim a little bit. He looked a little awkward doing it, but you love that he has the confidence to take it. And his mid-range game has been pretty solid this season, but an awesome game from OG. I I really enjoyed it. 22 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal on a very efficient 10 for 13 shooting from the field, 2 for 5 from 3, but no attempts at the free throw line. I think if I'm going to nitpick at anything, you definitely want to see OG creating those opportunities, but as you saw when he obliterated Clint Capella at the attempt of taking the charge with that massive dunk, you can also appreciate why he's not getting to the line if he's finishing like that around the rim. Scotty Barnes, solid game from him, also very efficient, very impactful. He stepped up when the Raptors needed him most. He took he took massive threes when we needed it as well. He's not shying away from the moments. I think that's been the huge, huge difference between last season and this season. He's not shying away from the moments. He's not shying away from his opportunities. If there's an advantage, he will create it. If not, he will create it for himself. Just a solid game from him. 27 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 block on 11 for 14 shooting from the field. Three for four from three and two for three from the free throw line. Jakperdo, this was my favorite game from him this season. I know it's been a roller coaster ride. I've been awfully critical of him this season, and rightfully so, he has not lived up to expectations. But he has been putting it together as of late. But in this game, I definitely felt that he was the most impactful. And it created positive opportunities, not only for himself, but for others. The way that he was taking on Okwangu and Capella, battling them on the glass, even Sadiq Bey. Him securing 13 rebounds, 4 of them offensive rebounds, were absolutely huge tonight. I thought he did a great job in the high-low action, as I mentioned. He was finding his teammates, being that post-hub, getting 6 assists. Was engaged defensively, like I said. Momentum changing blocks off of Trey Young. He finished with three for the game, and and Coach Snyder went to a hack-a-yak, and he knocked down those free throws when he needed them. And it was just a well balanced game from him. I love the fact that they did it. They didn't have him on the perimeter and screen and roll actions that much. They played him a little bit in drop coverage, and he you can tell he was far more comfortable doing that. Even when they went two three zone and he was in the corner um, cutting off Bogdanovich in one possession, I think if you limit the space and you give him something to work with, like having the the sidelines as an ally because they can act as a defender would definitely help Yak in corralling. Somebody that's looking to drive in the corner or take shots in the corner and not leaving him on an island at the point of attack is definitely something that the Raptors should look into more often than not. They did it tonight. They found success. Solid game from him. 15 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 blocks on 5 for 8 shooting from the field. And as I mentioned, 5 for 8 from the free throw line. Dennis Schroeder, solid game from him. Not that many shots. Stayed within the offense. Found the advantages for others. It was a perfect game. I think if Dennis can... Assume this role, the Raptors will have more success than not. I was definitely impressed with his defensive efforts tonight on Trey Young. You don't slow great players down, you just try to make their night difficult. And even though Trey Young was able to get 35 points and 17 assists, it was on 13 for 27 shooting. So the Raptors did their job. As I said, you're not really going to slow down great players, but if you can make other players' jobs difficult, or at minimum, make the great players take difficult shots, it only helps the cause in terms of you trying to win the basketball game. And I think Dennis worked his tail off tonight, found the balance on the offensive end. Just a solid game from 17 points, 7 assists, 1 steal, 1 block as well, 5 for 11 shooting from the field, 3 for 4 from 3, and 4 for 4 from the free throw line. And as for the role players tonight, very quickly... Chris Boucher, back in the lineup, uh, didn't have his impact on the offensive end. Had two big blocks. I will say the highlight for Chris Boucher this game is being called for a flop when a not-so-perfect screen from Clint Capella sent him flying. He was called for a technical foul. Chris Boucher is not a very big guy, and that certainly did not look like a flop. So, I definitely feel that Chris Boucher was on the wrong end of that call for sure. It was a not so perfect screen. It wasn't. And you saw Yak in the replay saying to Boucher left, but he just reacted a little bit too late. And it was just a massive shoulder tackle for Chris Boucher, unfortunately, but two points, two blocks for him. Presser Chua, like I alluded to, his role this game was just to impact the game on the defensive end do those extra effort plays and he definitely accomplished that tonight even got a three to go seven points seven rebounds one assist one steal two blocks as well definitely huge on two for five shooting from the field two for two from the free throw line malachi not a game offensively but as a game manager as in a playmaker finding those advantages was definitely refreshing to see. You haven't seen Malachi not impact the game with his playmaking, and he did that tonight. No points, but two rebounds, eight assists. And as I mentioned, Gary Trent Jr., a tail of two halves for him. All the shots coming from three, he went four for eight, giving him 12 points, one assist. He really didn't have that energy that a Bogdanovich was coming with, coming off the bench, something that the Raptors have been looking for, from Gary this season but you love the way that he responded in the second half uh, hitting those three threes in the second half was huge the Raptors needed every single one of them and you love that he didn't shy away from his opportunities and didn't hesitate I think for Gary just come in there do your thing play within the offense take those shots and he was getting good shots he he missed some open ones but continued to shoot and as Coach Darko did you will be rewarded, so love the way that Gary responded, and I love the way that Coach Darko reinstilled his faith in him, especially in the second half, and I want to give a huge shout out to Coach Darko tonight, he shrinked the rotation, went with a nine-man rotation, he let his starters win their minutes tonight, he had a lot of trust in them, he said so in the media, getting closer to that dinner, I thought it was a joke, but apparently if they hit A certain mark in the games at the 25 mark, Coach Arco is going to reward them for the dinner. So maybe it's a pizza party. I I don't know. I'm hearing so many things. But you love that he had his faith in his guys. And you love that he trusted them to do the right thing. And they rewarded him for that decision as well. Do I definitely think that this is sustainable? No. Do I expect the Raptors to hit 18 threes tonight? No. But I think Coach Arco showed that he's willing to make the adjustment. He, did, he wasn't fearful of making the moves that were necessary for the Raptors to be successful tonight, and I want him to lean into that more. But you're going to need that trust. You're going to need that faith, and you're going to need that strategy once again for the foreseeable future, and more particularly in the near future in this home-and-home home series on December 15th with a 7.30 tip-off as they host the Atlanta Hawks again on Friday night. In terms of a preview, I'm not going to do a lengthy one. To me, it's simple. The Raptors were very poor defensively tonight, especially at the point of attack. Whenever there was paint penetration going right down the middle, the Raptors showed little to no resistance, and especially the transition defense as well, something that they have been struggling with. I've, I've said it multiple times, and I will continue to say it because it is a glaring issue, And especially since you have the athletes and the players to not be that porous on the defensive end, especially having that soft middle, the Raptors should be correcting that much sooner rather than later. So tighten up defensively, limit that paint penetration for the Atlanta Hawks, get back on defense. You increase your chances of winning the game. This was a win that the Raptors needed. They have not lived up to their... Full potential day in and day out. But I think this was a game where not only that the Raptors needed it, but the fan base needed it. And from top to bottom, from management right down to the players to the trainers, it was important for them to secure this win. And it was refreshing to see another game where Pascal, OG, and Scotty all found success. I think the Raptors have something there whether they recognize it or not but this is back-to-back games where all three of them scored 20 plus so maybe we're seeing something developing in the later parts of the season getting to the quarter mark of this season hopefully the Raptors recognize it hopefully the Raptors are able to take advantage and hopefully it'll lead to more winning and I'll leave it off there folks thank you to all listeners new and old for tuning in I appreciate every single one of you I appreciate your patience be on the lookout for a Pod. I don't know if we're gonna have a reaction for Friday night, but there's definitely gonna be a pod uh, released during the day. So be on the lookout on Friday. If you have not done so already, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite platforms. It'll mean so much if you take the time to do so. Share it with family, share it with friends, share it with any Raptor supporter. I appreciate the support, and I will continue to be the best version of myself, delivering. Great content about the team that we love which is the toronto raptors and until the next episode which will be very very soon everyone please continue to stay healthy and stay safe good people peace